This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of the Freeland Five, brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Friday, April the 8th, 2022. Hope everybody's had a great week. The weekend is here. That doesn't mean the news stops. Nope, there's so many more things that are happening in the world of professional wrestling. The Freeland Five covers the at least top five stories uh, that are trending all over social media and the various wrestling websites. We bring them all to you in this daily podcast so you don't have to go around searching. We bring it all to you. All right, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Right now at this hour, Tony Khan teases a special match announcement on tonight's AEW Rampage. This is coming in from E-Wrestling News and Andrew Ravens. During an appearance on today's Busted Open Radio, AEW President Tony Khan hinted there will be more announcements regarding the Dynamite card for next week's episode in New Orleans on tonight's episode of Rampage. Tonight on Rampage, I will have some more announcements on the card that is scheduled to be in New Orleans. In one in particular, I'm working on that I really am excited about, 
and that I think it would be a really special match if we can put it all together. So that's also something I've been working on before I jumped on with you guys. In addition to that, a great announcement will be made about New Japan and AEW together teaming up to put a Dynamite Rampage in Japan coming up soon. There's a lot of other exciting things happening in the world of pro wrestling tonight on Rampage, so you're going to have to check it out. Guys, you're going to have to check out Rampage if you want to find out what Tony Khan's big announcement is going to be. Rampage is going to be starting at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TBS. All right, coming out also at this hour, more interesting news regarding Mia Yim. Now, Mia Yim reacts to her in-ring return at the WrestleCon Super Show. Ryan Clark for eWrestling News is writing in at this hour. Former WWE superstar Mia Yim took to her Instagram page earlier today and commented on making her return to the ring at the WrestleCon Super Show. Now, for those unaware... Yim faced uh, off against Athena, which was also known as Ember Moon in WWE, in her first match since being released from WWE. In a quote, Yim said, I needed WrestleCon weekend. This photo plus my match was enough for me to get my stuff together. I really let myself go. In the past year, I've been going through a professional mental roller coaster. In the last few months, I stopped caring. I ate whatever, worked out sporadically, keeping myself busy with real life changes. The thought of wrestling gave me more anxiety. I'm already an anxious person as it is. My mindset was not where it needed to be, and it showed on my body. I refused to train in the ring, leading to my first match. And it had me shaking. I convinced myself I wasn't good enough. I can't wrestle. And whenever I did, it was trash. So that's the point where I realized where I was training and it sucked. This week of my first match, I contemplated canceling because the closer it got to my match, the less I slept and the more doubt crept in my mind. I just wanted to get the weekend over with. But hearing the crowd chant, having a great match with Athena, Keith being there to watch and seeing people I haven't seen in years with inspiring words before and after the match is exactly what I needed. To all my friends and fans, thank you for reigniting the fire in me. Thank you for helping me realize that I am not shit and I still got something to offer in wrestling. All of you reminded me why I love wrestling and that I am good enough for it. I love you all and I can promise you we are only going up from here. Let's get back to work. So happy for Mia Yim. This is a great moment for her. As we all know, she was a huge success in NXT. Uh, WWE said to budget cuts, they had to let her go, but I think she's going to land on her feet, and I think she's going to be better than ever wherever she lands. All right, coming in at this hour again, Ryan Clark has a great article here. Booker T comments on the criticism of Vince McMahon wrestling at WrestleMania 38. Now, as many of you know, Vince McMahon got a lot of grief for having a match at WrestleMania with Pat McAfee. Many people believed he was too old and that his conditioning wasn't what it was then and that he definitely needed to step aside and let the talent do their thing while he stay in the back. Well, here are some comments from Booker T. During his latest edition of the Hall of Fame podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Booker T., commented on the criticism of Vince McMahon wrestling at WrestleMania 38, Kevin Owens' performance against Stone Cold Steve Austin, and so much more. So here are the headlines. On Kevin Owens' performance against Steve Austin, yes, I did 100%. You remember the last time I got in the ring and worked a singles match? I said I was going to be out there for about 10 minutes. How long was I really out there? Well, once you get in there, 
and you go on autopilot, your body just seems to trigger. 15 minutes doesn't feel like a lot of time for someone like myself, but someone like Steve Austin, you can walk and talk for 15 minutes. Just watching how those guys went out there and they played the thing out, it was perfect. Kevin Owens, man, he deserves an Oscar. He really does the work in. He puts it out every single night. I am serious. Kevin Owens, I've said it for a long time now. This guy is one of the best on the roster. He is what professional wrestling is. Now, on his reaction to Vince McMahon taking the stunner, I'm going to tell you, man, I laughed so hard, bro. You know what? The only person that can get away with that and doing it that way is Vince. The only person that can get away with doing it that way, I can't even be mad at him. I can't be mad at all. Now, Booker T also commented on the criticism that McMahon took on being a part of the WrestleMania card. He says, and I quote, You know, for people that were making comments about the match, they shouldn't be turning on WrestleMania at all. Why are they even watching the show? Why are those people even choosing to comment if it's something that they despise so much? There again, there was a moment. It was a moment that the boss of the company came out and created. There again, there's going to be in the history books of what Vince McMahon did. And people are going to be talking about it for forever. People are going to be talking about that stunner for quite some time. If you would like to listen to more, please, by all means, subscribe to the podcast. I highly recommend it. Booker T does an amazing job. Once again, that is the Hall of Fame podcast that is hosted by Booker T. All right, moving on. So many headlines to get to. MVP, let's talk about him. In an article that is published today by Ryan Clark, MVP believes he made Bobby Lashley. And you know what? He says he'll make another star. As seen during Monday night's episode of Raw, MVP betrayed Bobby Lashley and aligned himself with Omos. On Tuesday, MVP cited budget cuts as the reason for turning on Lashley. We fast forward to today, and MVP now claims the betrayal came from Bobby, he says. In a quote, I made you. I'll make another. The betrayal came from Bobby. You can find all that information out if you follow MVP on Twitter. His Twitter handle is at the MV305 MVP. Once again, that's at the 305 MVP. Very interesting, his involvement when WWE did bring him back. I think MVP is an incredible in-ring talent, and I think he's a great talker as well. And I think this is going to parlay itself into a great storyline, and I'm very excited to see what's going to happen as we move forward. Let's find out some information about MLW. This is coming in from Ryan Clark. A major update on Los Parks being fired from MLW. What went down backstage? Uh, Fightful has more details on Los Parks being fired from MLW after speaking to Alex Hammerstone about the situation. Now, Hammerstone, along with Jacob Fatu, was one of the wrestlers deliberately injured by the Parks. Hammerstone, in particular, was ready to fight all three of them. The two sons were aligning, or were signing off Park backstage. Davy Richards, a paramedic, helped those who needed it backstage. He said it was in invaluable that we had someone like that people in mlw locker room staff said that hammerstone and fatu handled it as well as possible given the circumstances and the parks were actually lucky no one's been able to figure out why the team acted the way they did except maybe that la park was trying to teach his sons a lesson in intimidating others park felt slighted for how he was portrayed in wcw and tries to protect himself now in u.s shows one talent said that park tried to shoot on them years ago 
No other issues between Park and MLW have been reported prior to March 31st. Now, Court Bauer took some time to think it over and then decided to fire all three. Park was apologetic and told people in Mexico the situation broke down because he couldn't speak English very well. Now, Hammerstone said that some people were out of place and tried to help protect the angle while making sense of the situation. He said that in the back of his head, it was split open from a chair shot and he didn't know what it was coming, which son it was coming from. He had an issue with Fatu was confused going backstage and he had to go to the hospital for a concussion protocol. Hammerstone said that LA park and his sons claimed they didn't know what that they were supposed to be doing. He also added that he didn't ask any of the three of them to be fired, but he was still upset with them. So if you'd like to find out more about this story, uh, about the Parks family, you can go ahead and read this great article that's trending this hour on eWrestling News by Ryan Clark. All right, moving on. More news here. Triple H reveals minimum salary for WWE roster talent. Now, for all of you wanting to know, how much does that WWE superstar make? Triple H sheds a little bit of light into this. Andrew Ravens is reporting at this hour. WWE held its latest tryouts during WrestleMania 38 week in Dallas. Now, the tryouts were profiled by The Athletic, which has a story that features the interviews with various participants that decided to try out. In the article, it noted that Paul Levesque, Triple H, said wrestlers on the main roster for Raw or SmackDown earn at least $250,000 annually. Now, it was also added that top wrestlers on the main roster can earn over a million dollars a year annually as well. Just a little interesting tidbit right there. If you ever wondered what they can, what their max is, well, I don't really think there is a max, but if they're getting at least a minimum of 250000 keep in mind they're also responsible for their own health insurance and they're also responsible for their own uh, trans as well in some cases. Or they have their trans, but they got to take care of their lodging. So not everything is free when it comes to pro wrestling. All right, Tony Khan is in the news. Andrew Ravens are reporting at this hour. Tony Khan says there was an independent study confirmed much of the anti-AEW social media posts are from bots. Now, AEW president took to Twitter to note that an independent study that he had conducted confirmed all the anti or at least much of the anti AEW accounts on social media are run by bots. In a quote, he said, an independent study has confirmed that much of the anti-AEW sentiment online and in communities weren't real individuals. It's a staff running thousands of accounts and an army of bots to signal boost most of them. Look closely. These aren't real people. Who'd be such wildly to believe all of that? Now, the accounts that got boosted recently had created have been making a lot of negative retweets about AEW. You can find out more information on this study that Tony Khan went ahead and participated in if you follow him on social media. Tony Khan's Twitter handle is at Tony Khan. Very interesting to see regarding the negative um, feelings and sentiments towards AEW and to find out that Tony Khan went as far as going ahead and having some research done. So I would be interested to see what comes out from there. All right, let's stick along with AEW. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour, AEW programming to begin airing on New Japan World in Japan. AEW programming is headed to New Japan World in Japan as soon as weekly episodes of Dynamite and Rampage will be airing soon 
on NWPJ World. There will not be an additional cost to any subscribers to access the new content. The announcement was also teased that a live version of AEW TV in Japanese is scheduled to be planned. President Tony Khan responded with the announcement, we did it. So many people are excited about the international crossover with AEW and Japan. There's also been a lot of speculation on whether or not AEW will team up with New Japan to put on a super show. And that allegedly is still in the works. All right, let's go ahead and let's find out more. Previously episode of the Freeland 5, we talked about Ronda Rousey and the negative response from fans. Well, backstage booking reasons for why Charlotte Flair beat Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania 38 has now been revealed. Thomas Lawson from E-Wrestling News is reporting at this hour. Charlotte Flair retained her SmackDown Women's Championship against Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania 38 Night 1 because it was the first part of a lengthy program for the two superstars. Going into the match, Rousey was the heavy favorite to win the title, but Flair won instead. Handing the former UFC fighter her second loss ever in WWE. Now, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that this feud was never supposed to end at WrestleMania and that WWE always had Flair booked to be the victor at Mania. Now, despite Flair having the upper hand in the weeks running up to WrestleMania, traditionally a sign of someone losing in the big match, WWE had never considered Rousey winning the match on April the 2nd. WWE he has yet to confirm any of these reports. Very interesting here. We had reported on that the Ronda Rousey uh, bubble had kind of burst in WWE, and I'm wondering if that was something WWE was picking up on uh, or they just decided we're going to continue the storyline and we're going to have uh, Ronda maybe win down the road. Very interesting. Let's go ahead and let's talk about somebody uh, also in WWE. Now, Brandon Ewing is writing in at this hour from E-Wrestling News. Cody Rhodes Films TV pilot, Time and When, and his projects. According to a report from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, WWE superstar Cody Rhodes filmed a television pilot after his exit from AEW, but before his return to WWE. Now, before his WWE debut, Rhodes kept his show a secret and filmed about a week's worth uh, before WrestleMania 38. The title of the show will be called American Spirits. This will feature Rhodes traveling across the country to look for upscale wine and liquor. There's no word on when or where any of these shows will be on. So very interesting to see what is next in the life of Cody Rhodes. All right, let's talk about Cody Rhodes a little bit more because there's so many things. Brandon Ewing is also writing it at this hour. Uh, Cody Rhodes future on Go Big Show revealed Rhodes to the top. Let's see what happens. With Cody Rhodes re-signing with WWE and departing AEW, there are many who are left wondering what the future was for the Go Big Show, which is a TBS series and Rhodes to the Top. Now, according to a report from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Rhodes will be able to continue his role on Go Big Show as his contract with WWE will allow him to work on various outside projects. As for the Rhodes to the Top reality show, filming has begun for Season 2, but with Rhodes departing AEW, the show is pretty much in the can since AEW staff and crew were the ones used to film and edit the show. What will become of the show's footage filmed already for Season 2? Up until this point, 
it still remains a mystery. Many fans before had speculated that Rhodes was using this as a storyline to trick fans into thinking he was actually going to re-sign with AEW, but that obviously was not the case at all. Continue to follow the Wrestling uh, Observer to find out more information on what will happen with Rhodes to the top and if Cody Rhodes will be engaging in any other activities. Let's go ahead and let's find out more interesting information about WrestleMania 38, specifically about how much attraction it drew. Brandon Ewing is writing in at this hour, interesting details on cable buys and Google searches from WrestleMania 38. Now, according to a report from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, we have some interesting details on the standard cable pay-per-view buy rates for WrestleMania 38. And as to be expected, the pay-per-view numbers were expected to be low due to the fact that many people now subscribe to Peacock. But several pay-per-view-related buys did happen. The first night saw about 23,000 buys, while the second night saw a little uptick in about 23,300. Now, Dish owners made up most of the pay-per-view buys, bringing in 7,000 on night one and 7,400 on night two. Now, Dish only allows customers to order both and did under 8,000 buys, which is actually above the national average. DirecTV picked up the remaining pay-per-view buys and standard from local cable networks. As far as 55% bought WrestleMania 38 from their local cable companies. Now, interestingly enough, more people purchased Night 1 live, but Night 2, not so much. They decided that it was better for them to go ahead and buy a different night as far as the pay-per-view was concerned. They purchased both shows among pay-per-view buy rates with 67% buying just one show and not both of them. So it seems like it was split. Now, in general, WrestleMania performed very well on Dish and beats out AEW. However, AEW does better in cable homes because WWE is available through Peacock. In another statistic of many people who bought WrestleMania 38 on cable, 94% did not buy AEW Revolution, with the remaining 5.7% bought Revolution a month ago. Among satellite buyers, 94, almost 95% did not buy AEW Revolution, as opposed to 5.2% who did. When it comes to Google searches, WrestleMania brought in 2 million searches, which is up, uh, up 750,000 from a year ago. Cody Rhodes had the most interest, bringing in 19% of the searches, tying with Stone Cold Steve Austin, who were the two top search uh, superstars from the entire group, followed by Vince McMahon. As for the rest of the searches, the top searches here are in order. Then you had Roman Reigns, then Brock Lesnar, Pat McAfee, Charlotte Flair, Johnny Knoxville, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and finally Bianca Belair. Very, very interesting. All right, Thomas Lawson is also writing in at this hour. Alexa Bliss seemingly reacts to an AEW superstar using her finisher. A WWE superstar Alexa Bliss has seemingly reacted to AEW's Julia Hart using her finisher on a recent episode of Dynamite. Now, in a match with Hikaru Shida, Hart used the Twisted Bliss through the former AEW Women's World Champion, and she was unable to avoid it. After several fans noticed Hart using the move and compared it to the AEW wrestler to Bliss, the former Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion responded with a Spider-Man meme. Very interesting. You can see Bliss's comments below if you go ahead and follow her on social media. All right, let's go ahead and let's keep 
the headlines rolling again. If you enjoy the Freeland Five, by all means, let us know. Follow me on social media. I am at Mike, M-I-K-E, Freeland, F-R-E-L-A-N-D. All right, let's get an update on Tammy Sitch, also known as Sunny. This article is coming in from Wrestling Inc. and Mark Middleton at this hour. Now, as we all know, Tammy Sitch was involved in an accident, but let's get some more details. Police suspect that WWE Hall of Famer Tammy Sitch was intoxicated when she caused a fatal three-way car uh, crash in Ormond Beach, Florida on March the 25th. Now, as stated before, Ormond Beach police say Sitch failed to stop around 8.28 p.m. while driving southbound on US-1 just north of Granada Boulevard on Friday night when she crashed into an already stopped vehicle. Now, that vehicle crashed into a vehicle that was still going. That was in front of it. The driver of the vehicle hit by Sitch identified as Julian LaFrancis of Daytona Beach Shores was transported to Halifax Health Medical Center where she was pronounced dead. In a search warrant was approved and executed to obtain a blood sample, which police are now using to investigate if Sitch was impaired at the time of the crash. Now, toxicology reports are pending, and the police have requested an expedited time frame for the processing of Sitch's samples. Now, the results may be made available once the department receives them, and criminal charges have been filed if they decide they are. In an update, TMZ Sports has obtained police documents that show Sinch was driving a 2012 Mercedes-Benz when she crashed into the car of a 2013 Kia Sorento, which was stopped at a traffic light. The car then crashed into the rear of a 2011 GMC Yukon, which was also stopped at a light. Now, the driver of the Kia was 75-year-old Lissette Jr. of Daytona Beach Shores, who was taken to a local hospital and then once again pronounced dead after the wreck. She is survived by her daughter and two grandchildren. The driver and passenger of the Yukon complained of neck, back, and head injuries, but were not taken to the hospital. Cinch was then taken to the same hospital as the victims, but with unknown injuries. Police say two witnesses say Cinch was driving at a high rate of speed before crashing into the Kia. Now, police are also saying they believe Cinch was under the influence of alcohol at the time of the wreck. A spokesperson for the Ormond Beach Police Department say they are actively investigating the crash and that toxicology reports could ultimately lead to criminal charges that would be filed. Cinch was not publicly commenting on the crash as of this writing, but she did make a tweet on the same day that the crash happened at 2.33 p.m. So many interesting things to find out about this. We will keep you posted with very all the latest in all the very involved details regarding this. Once again, this is coming from Wrestling Inc. and Mark Middleton at this hour. If you enjoy what we're doing here on the Freeland Five, go ahead and follow me on social media. You can follow me at M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. All right, let's go ahead and let's talk about this. Mark Middleton is writing at this hour. WWE announces a Roman Reigns segment and more for tonight's SmackDown, which will be airing. WWE announced two segments for tonight's post-WrestleMania 38 edition of SmackDown on Fox. New undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns will be on tonight's show with Paul Heyman and SmackDown Tag Team Champions The Usos to reveal the next step on the 
Island of Relevancy. WWE noted on their official preview, after besting WWE champion Brock Lesnar in the biggest WrestleMania match of all time to become the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns journeyed to Raw this past Monday night and informed the WWE Universe that he's prepared to reveal on SmackDown the next steps on the Island of Relevancy. What does the head of the table have in store for WWE? Don't miss any of this exciting, turbulent episode of SmackDown tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on Fox. All right, so many things are happening in the world of wrestling. As I stated before, love to know what your thoughts are on all of these things. Is it Cody Rhodes that's interesting you right now? Is it the fallout of WrestleMania? Is it AEW? Is it Tony Khan? Is it something that we haven't talked about yet? Please hit me up on social media and let me know if there's a topic that you would like for me to talk about as well. Maybe there wasn't something I hadn't talked about that you would like to have me talk about. I'd love to do all of that. Once again, at M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. That's going to do it for the major headlines for today. Once again, April the 8th of 2022. This has been the Freeland Five. The rule of- 